The warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! In this podcast, we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Toria Bono. I am a year four teacher in a large junior school on the South Coast, and I am the host of the podcast Tiny Boys Talks. And I'm Helen. I'm a teacher currently in a mixed reception year one class, um, teaching in Buckinghamshire. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in design and technology with a stupendously silly folktale from Russia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Fish in the Forest. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by the magnificent Mario Coelho, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time. There are even some tips there for telling the story yourself and a whole heap of resources to go with the lesson ideas we're about to discuss, as well as extra lesson ideas that we maybe didn't have time to fit into this podcast. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria here and find out what we're going to be making with all the little bits of turnip that you're picking out from the ground. Um, that, that's just a guess, uh, Helen, of what you're going to be uh, getting up to with your design and technology. Is, uh, yes. a, a, am, I, am I on the ball? Yes, turnips and other root vegetables, um, <laughs> of course. So for ages four to seven, then, what, what do you have for us? Of course, with a story with turnips in, we couldn't not involve turnips in the detail curriculum um, I'm often talking about food and <laughs> the requirements in sort of early years key stage one for children to begin to learn where their food comes from and actually mm. a turnip in a supermarket possibly unfortunately wrapped in plastic um, mm -hmm. is quite different from the turnip that comes from the ground so I thought it'd be a really good opportunity to bring in some turnips if you can find a turnip somewhere with the top still on and some mm -hmm. other root vegetables, the best carrots. I'm a bit of a carrot fan. The best carrots are the ones that, you know, come with their top still on. Especially for someone who owns horses. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and guinea pigs, as I recently discovered, they like eating carrot tops. Yes. Yeah. Um, all kinds of things. So, yes, you could do a whole a root, a sort of a focus on root vegetables and where they come from and, mm. and actually how they get from from planting to the supermarket. If you're able to visit a farm that sort of produces root vegetables so that the children can see, because it makes it so much more real for them if they can see yeah, the process. Definitely. If not, YouTube is, is your friend. There's somewhere there will be, <laughs> somewhere <laughs> there will be a video that shows the process of root vegetable planting through to supermarket, just so that children actually begin to learn. For children to understand where those root vegetables come from and to have the opportunity, of course, to, to plant some if you're able to at your school. Um, I'm not green fingered at all. I really wish I was. So I speak with <laughs> no authority at all. But um, I have planted carrots before, so I know it's possible. So <laughs> um, if you can plant some root vegetables at the appropriate time of year for children to see, see that process mm. and then be able to dig up their own root vegetables um, would make it that much more real yeah. to them and take the idea of becoming turnip farmers to a whole new level. Absolutely. If you are so inclined, you can also then see what recipes you could create with turnips. Mm. I, again, I, I don't know, but I thought it'd be fun to, <laughs> for children to, 
learn how to cook turnips, how to peel turnips, how to cut turnips, a good opportunity to use, even if you don't have anything particularly in mind to cook, mm. just an opportunity to start to use some um, kitchen utensils safely and uh, with guidance, peelers, knives, all those things that you like small children to have. Yes, um, yeah. And then you can just um, simply make turnip soup. Apparently you can also bake turnips, which I've never tried, like a baked potato. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a lot of what you can do with potatoes, you can do with turnips. I mean, ma- yeah. mashing them as well. Mashed turnips, yeah. yeah. So then you could have a little project with the children to see which form of turnip do you like best, and they could have mashed turnip, turnip <laughs> soup, baked turnip, roasted and then turnip, yeah, roasted, roasted turnips. turnip. Yeah, yes, very, very popular. Can you make Maybe. turnip chips? Turnip chips. So you actually don't. As it turns out, I have to come up with lots of turnip recipes. You can just explore with the children. <laughs> you can just explore with them lots of different forms of cooking. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you've got a forest school, can you cook turnips over the campfire on a stick? <laughs> Barbecue turnips. You could actually, you could, you could ask the question, can you cook turnips in the same way as potatoes? Yeah. And there's an investigation. Mm. There you go. This has become a whole sort of half-term DT project. Yes. <laughs> And once again, the children will either love turnips or hate them by the end of it. <laughs> Hopefully the former. No one ever goes hungry in your classroom, Helen. <laughs> or they do because they hate turnips so much. They hate turnips. There's nothing else available. <laughs> and because what they actually really want to cook in DT are cupcakes rather yes. than turnips, which I can't blame them. <laughs> well, we, we've got other stories for them to cook the cupcakes for, True. haven't we? So True. Like the recent lindworm story. So it would be a good way of balancing all of that out. Balance out the sweet stuff Balance. with your root veg. Yeah, have healthy, healthy living and all of that. <laughs> and then the other DT activity I had in mind for this age range was making a treasure box. Ah. Oh, so really, nice. really good skills involved in making a treasure box, a treasure chest. Depending on the age range, you could do a 3D, a, you know, a 3D shaped net. But I thought it would be a particularly good opportunity to introduce children to simple hinges to make the lid you know, really simple piece of card folded over to attach two pieces of cardboard so that the so that the lid works yeah and um, because early years dt is about some of those simple very simple mechanisms mm. and then they can design the box and they can make the box and they can see how strong it is how much treasure will it hold because <laughs> another element of dt is strengthening what you've made you know joining materials strengthening your structure yeah yes and who doesn't really want to make a treasure chest <laughs> especially once you've uh, done your PSHE and you've found all of this treasure and you've decided that you're going to keep it and keep it a secret. (laughs) Absolutely. You need someone to put all that secret treasure that you found. (laughs) And of course, all the um, 2D shaped treasure that you've made. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's all got to go somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And all of the turnips that you want to hide from your teacher because you don't want to eat them. (laughs) Because you don't want to eat them. Yes, absolutely. Let's go up the school then to ages 7 to 11. Where's the design and technology in your age range, Toria? Well, I just love the fact that Helen is all about the treasure and I haven't mentioned treasure once, really. I really do oh. apologise to all the Key Stage 2 people out there. <laughs> but it just it hasn't come into my periphery, <laughs> not even slightly. I'm all about <laughs> the chestnut bread at the moment. Okay. Mm. So leading on from where I was in science. Well, that is a treasure of its own kind, really, because, I mean, none of us knew that. That is a real gem. Now, creating chestnut bread, what you're meant to do is basically, and and there'll be a proper kitchen word for this, but you're basically meant to mush up the chestnuts. Grind, yeah. Grind, I think that's the right word. Yeah, you're meant to grind them. (laughs) Anyway, if you are like me and potentially slightly lazy, 
on the kitchen front, you can mm-hmm. buy. Yeah, Helen's nodding. Thank you, Helen. <laughs> yeah. You can buy chestnut flour for this. I quite oh. liked that. Yeah, I know. So you don't need to mush up your chestnut. You can't buy. <laughs> no, it's great. Chestnut flour. <laughs> chestnut flour. So you can buy up buy your chestnut flour so you don't need to mush your chestnuts up, which is a result. And then you can create chestnut mini flatbreads with your children. Wow. Now it's a really oh. I know. Really simple. You can't go wrong with making a good flatbread. Because actually, I've made them with my my class. I haven't made chestnut ones, but I shall do. But making flatbreads is actually really, really simple. And you can do it with a whole class at a time. Mm. It's nice. You know, it's a simple recipe to follow. But all you need, three ingredients, chestnut flour, water, coconut oil, done. Okay, they're probably expensive ingredients given, mm. but very, very simple. But then it's That's, vegan as well. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it's a nice, easy recipe, and it just leads on, I think, really well from the science. Potentially, depending on how you feel, you could actually move into other bread making mm. with your children. So you could start with the chestnut mini flatbreads, and then you could move into different bread making. And that's very much dependent on how much DT time you have, because, I mean, within our school, we're limited with how much DT time we can get yeah. because we're, although we're a huge school, our timetables are, are set as to when we can use the DT room, etc. So, right. you know, but if I was able to do DT whenever I fancied, I would potentially create a bread making topic around this and actually look into and link that to the science yeah. as well. So yeah. I think you, you could do an awful lot with DT, bread making and science. Fantastic. Great. So some very satisfied students in both of your classrooms. Yeah. Well, mine, mine more so because they get to eat bread rather than turn it. I think, <laughs> yours, I think you win, actually, Toria. I have to say, I'm not... <laughs> You know, I talk about all these. I mean, surely. I, I, you know, I talk about all these ideas, but then I think actually, how much turnip would the class actually eat? <laughs> yes, we can, but try. They'll be looking longingly up at key stage two that are making bread, thinking, "Oh, I can't wait to get to key stage two. <laughs> then I don't have to eat turnip anymore." With their little bowls of mashed turnip. <laughs> so my mind's <laughs> focusing more on the sort of. DT aspect of it rather than the will they actually want to eat it <laughs> well there you go there, there, there's the evaluation side of the <laughs> yeah, there you go please let us get into key stage too soon <laughs> which root vegetable is the tastiest mashed turnip mashed carrot <laughs> mashed potato <laughs> That's sadly all we have time for today, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, the farmer and his wife will help us explore geography. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio, and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio, Cheerio. and And we we hope hope to hear hear your your story story soon. soon.